0: Before we begin today's show, I want to invite you to join me for Explore Purpose Live, this time on the Clubhouse app. If you're not familiar with Clubhouse, it is an audio-only app that's available on iPhone and Android. Be sure to download it and join the conversation. I'll be on there this Thursday, June 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Join me for a compelling conversation about living with purpose and creating impact with that purpose. And you'll be there with other people just like you. We're going to we're gonna talk about some exciting things that uh, may be in development that I'm going to share. So uh, be sure to tune in Thursday, June 2nd, 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Clubhouse app. I look forward to connecting with you there. Now, on to the show. Welcome to Explore Purpose, the podcast designed to inspire you to live a life of purpose so that you can make a greater impact on the world around you. Hi, my name is Conrad Weaver, and I'm your host and excited that you are here today listening to this show. Thank you for stopping by. Start with who? What does it really mean to live with purpose? And how do you discover what that is? Evan Carmichael says, Start with who? Gary Vaynerchuk says Evan consumes so much content and then knows how to DJ it to inspire people. Grant Cardone says if you're listening to Evan, that means you're into success. And if you're a friend of Evan's, you're a friend of mine. At 19, he built and then sold a biotech software company. At 22, he was a venture capitalist raising millions of dollars. And now he runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with nearly three and a half million subscribers. He's written four books and he speaks globally. And he wants to solve the world's biggest problem. Today, he's my guest on the Explore Purpose podcast. Stay tuned for my conversation with the one and only Evan Carmichael. Hey, if you enjoy this podcast, please invite your friends to listen and leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate that. You know, go over to Apple podcasts and give me five stars on there and leave a review. It really helps us get the word out and helps other people to connect with the content. If you find this valuable, please share it with your network. And now here's my conversation with Evan Carmichael. Kevin Carmichael, welcome to the Explore Purpose podcast. So good to see you again. Thanks, Conrad. Great to be back, man. Yeah, I had you a few months ago on the My Story podcast, and we'll put a link to that uh, interview below because that tells kind of where you told your story and told your story of how you got to where you are. But today, I'm I'm asking you to, to come and talk about your book, Built to Serve. Okay, first of all, why did you write this book?
1: Ooh. So I was doing my tour. Or I hit 23 cities in 90 days across the U.S. And I was, doing, I was doing that to really conquer my fear of getting up in front of people and not disappointing them every four days. And it was the tour is on about something else. And I kept getting asked the same question in every city I went to, every state that I crossed was, Hey, Evan, how do I find my purpose? How do I find my passion? What am I supposed to be doing? Like, oh well, that's easy. You know, you don't have to go sit on a mountaintop for ten years or hire some expensive coach. Like, you follow this process. Who I have, and then more people say, "Well, pick me oh, do it with me and do it with me." And it's like, okay, that's interesting. And and about halfway through the tour, because this ended up happening in every city I went to, even though it wasn't what I was talking about on my tour, I thought I need to I need to write this book and. It's funny because I think we, we will get hit with these moments of inspiration where it feels like it's the right thing to do. And logically, everything in us is telling us not to do it. Like logically, this made no sense for me to write a book right now. You know, I'm, I'm on this tour, every four days we're hitting a new city. We have a travel day, every, every four days we have a, I'm with my wife, so we wanna explore the city. So I'm already losing time every sure. four days there. I'm behind on everything. My team's waiting on me for everything. It's total chaos, and and now I need to write a book. <laughs> it's like there's zero time for this, but it just felt like it was the right thing that I had to do, and um, yeah, so I just started writing and finished most of it while I was on my tour, and wow. then um, the last part on an on a awesome drive to New York City and back from Toronto.
0: That takes some real discipline to be able to on a tour speaking and then writing as well how did you manage that
1: time um i see it less as discipline and more like i didn't feel it was forced i i I feel like i I just i really wanted to do it 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 was in my heart and i had to come out it was flowing out of your purpose yeah like i was typing as fast as i could pour from my heart into my fingertips i just you know and, and I think, it's, I think for nonfiction books, I can't speak to fiction because I haven't done any of those, but for nonfiction, they're easy to write when you've done the work. So really built to serve was a result of all of the coaching I had done and all of the one-on-ones that I'd done and all the people, the events who had questions, it was a result of that. So every page in a book, I'm, I'm channeling somebody else that I had helped, you know, either on my tour over the years and just trying to. Trying to keep up the flow was was going faster than I could type. I was just trying to keep up with with the with the fingers so that i I didn't lose my kind of my my train of thought on it. but I think the discipline was more on the other side just how do I not even discipline it'd be more how do I not disappoint people because i would I would budget okay i'm gonna I'm gonna spend an hour writing the book and then the hour turns into five hours because I was just in such a flow of getting this stuff out. And then that means there's four other hours of me not doing other things that I'm supposed to be doing. So it's a lot of apologies. Uh, it's a lot of just letting the team do more and, and being okay with them making mistakes and apologizing and saying, hey, I, I can't be here for you right now or I can't take the, I trust you, go, here's some rope, go play with it. Um, yeah, so that was more. that was more the issue. And then I broke my neck halfway through wow. that tour or two thirds of the way through the tour. And I still continued writing my book. Um, yeah. I had a concussion, broke my neck in two spots mm-hmm. and, but it ended up being a big blessing. You know, that last I mentioned, I finished the book writing to New York. I was, I was out well, why I was going to New York at some event, but I couldn't fly because my neck was broken in, mm-hmm. in the air pressure. It's like, you're not allowed to fly sure. with a broken wow. neck. So and I'm not allowed to drive either. Cause I can't, turned my head. <laughs> so my wife drove us from Toronto to New York and back, which was about a 9-hour drive each way, and I'm I'm on my laptop banging out the end of the book and had just a massive 18-hour flow session while in the car driving to and back from New York. So it's really more about using using what you've got and yeah. I think like the big rocks first like i want to get this done my heart's emotionally connected to it and everything else will sort itself out so it wasn't really more it wasn't really disciplined of i need to get x number of pages done a day it was more this is in my heart and it just has to come out while i'm feeling it right now because i hope i'm going to make something magical Mm
0: -hmm. just this earlier this week or actually last week i read a quote from i'm reading don miller's book hero on a Mission. And he had a quote in there where he talks about using what you have. And so many times we, we are pining for something greater for the thing that we don't have, you know, the you know, more followers, a bigger boat or whatever it is, you know, and we forget that we have something in our hand that is valuable that we can use. And I think that's, that's a, that's a huge thing. So in your book, in, in early on, you talk about your who. I want to talk about that, your core value. So when I'm working toward discovering my purpose, why is, it, why is it important to know my who?
1: Yeah, so I take people through a three-step process, who I how. who is your most important core value, why is your purpose, and the how becomes your passion. And so those are usually the three big questions that I get asked, like, well, how do I find out who I am? What's my purpose here and what's my passion? Like, okay, well, those are your three questions. So the, the who, people have understood, I think the value of having core values. A lot of companies have a list of their 14 most important core values, but nobody knows what they are. And nobody, even the CEO of most companies probably couldn't list their 13 or 14 core values. And if you don't know what you're staying for, then you're not, you're not living the life that makes you happy and fulfilled. And so if you feel like you're being pulled, like, why is this so important? Well, everybody has an opinion of what you should do with your life. And if you feel you're being pulled in a million different directions and that you're just going to disappoint this person, if you do this and disappoint that person, if you don't do that, you don't have bearing on what you, what you should do in your life is because you don't know who you are and what you stand for. So my who is belief. I want to spread more belief to myself as well as to others. Anytime I'm not happy, it's because there's a lack of belief in myself or because I'm not feeling like I'm contributing enough belief to the world. It makes it a lot easier for you to make every decision in my life. Coming on this show, you know, a second time or the rebranded first time, I guess, is like, Hey, I'm going to have a great conversation with Conrad and hopefully we can spread more belief to the world as well. So it's, it's an easier yes versus something else. Most people are in quicksand in figuring out what your who is gives you the rock to stand on and make those difficult decisions that end up creating an amazing life for yourself
0: what happened in your life when you discovered your who and how did you discover that it was it something inside of you that you had to pull out or what was that process like for you
1: um so it started as a great question it started off with me just feeling not happy I couldn't, I couldn't understand why. I felt like I, could, I had more inside me. I felt I wasn't living up to my potential. Um, and, and I didn't know what the problem was. I was having some success. Uh, I, I had my YouTube channel at the time. It wasn't very big. <laughs> and I had my website that was growing pretty popular. But I, I didn't feel like, it, I don't know, something was missing. And I, I first saw it through the lens of my business where I said, I need a, I need a tagline. The problem is I don't have a tagline for my business. You know, it's EvanCarmicle.com, but what's my tagline? And um, as I got into that, I realized, okay, it's not just a tagline, but it's like, what does my company stand for? And as I dove into that, I realized, well, it's not just what my company stands for. It's like, what do I stand for that then I bring to my business? It's not about core values of the company. It's core values uh, of the founder of you that you then bring to your company. And so it's peeling back. What I thought was just a problem of, oh, I just don't have a marketing slogan for my website, ended up going down this deep dive of personal discovery <laughs> to try to figure out well, what do I stand for as a human? It, not really anything I ever... I don't know. We don't learn this in school. Nobody ever asked me that question. I, I never asked myself that question. It was, a, it was a foreign concept, I guess, at the time. And this took me multiple days. I mean, I've, I've outlined the process now of how people can do it so you can get there faster. But for me, I didn't have a process to follow. So I just started making notes and writing things down. And I believe was on the list initially, but a bunch of other things were on the list too. And I came back the next day and believe just, I liked it for some reason, but it felt like it was too big. You know, like who am I to be the believe guy? Like believe is just such a huge thing. And it's funny how we talk ourselves down from our big ideas, right? It's not even telling our friends and our family. It's our our own voice in our head tells us that we're not good enough and we can't do these big things. So that was me to say, well, I believe is too big a word. So I need to make it believe in entrepreneurs or believe in, in something else. And I filled up a list again and none of them felt right. So I came back the next day and I said, you know what, I'm just going to do believe. It just feels like that's the thing. But I didn't have a high degree of confidence in it. And so I I started doing small tests. And the first one I did was a newsletter. So I sent a newsletter out to my list talking about believe and what it meant and and why I I think it's so important. And it ended up being the best newsletter that I sent out that year in terms of engagement and response. And uh, even my sister wrote, Back to say, hey, I, I actually read this newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the punch to the gut and loving, you know, support that only a sister can give you. And then I made a video about believe. And my best video on my YouTube channel at the time had a hundred thousand views in a year, which I was so excited by a hundred thousand views. Holy sure. cow, what a video! But it took a year to get there. This video on believe uh, hit a hundred thousand views in the first month. Wow! And it was just it just blew up and now it's was over a couple of million views. And it's not that believe is just the magical word. It's just, it's magical for me. And so because it's it,
0: who you are. It's, 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 it's at, at the core. Essence.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you said it exactly right, Conrad. And, and so everything that I touched around believe just did better mm-hmm. because it felt more me and what I was trying to create. That was my next question. How did
0: that understanding transform you and your business? Slowly.
1: Um, mostly because I was scared to be honest, I thought so I'm going to, I'm going to build a business around just one word that, that sounds crazy. And my first book was actually called your one word before built to serve was your one word. And, and to prove it to myself, I did a bunch of these little experiments, like the newsletter, like the video, like a few other things, every, every win just gave me a little more confidence to go a little bit further. And then I challenged myself to say, well am I the only one who's built a business around one word? You know, built a life around one word? Have other people done it? And I went and I found five different companies at different levels of success from $50,000 a year full-time income to multi-million dollar companies who had all branded themselves and built the business around one word. And And I drove to them or flew to them, interviewed them, and that turned into the book, Your One Word. So the more that I was around it, And the more progress I made, the more confidence I had to take the next step. But I was creating the blueprint as I was going where your one word and then built the serve gives it to people a lot faster and gives them models to follow so it it can give people a lot more confidence. So it doesn't have to take people as long as it did for me to get to the same result.
0: Mm -hmm. So how does discovering that and living out your purpose how does that lead you closer to making a greater impact because i've been saying just to to preface that i've been saying for the past couple of weeks that if you know your purpose you can have greater impact on those around you
1: 100 um humans are built to serve so that's, that's why i called the book built to serve like i fundamentally believe that humans are built to serve and that if you're not happy, it's because you're not serving, because you feel like you don't matter. We all want meaning in our lives. We all want to feel like we're going to wake up today and we're going to do something that matters, right? I wake up today, I look at my calendar, Conrad, round two, let's go. We're going to, we're going to have a great conversation, change some lives, right? Uh, most people look at their calendar and they're not happy with what they see. And a lot of it is because they feel like Today doesn't matter. They, they look at their calendar and say, that, you know what? What I make today is not going to mean anything to anybody. I'm just going in, collecting the paycheck. Nobody cares. And if, if that's your day for too many days, that's, that leads to anxiety and stress and depression and suicide because you feel like you don't matter. Where if you felt like today is going to matter and mean something to somebody, you're going to have a different level of energy. You're going to have a different level of happiness. We are, we are hardwired to want to serve and help others. Now, some people want to serve the world. You know, you and I want to have a bigger impact. We want to have a big reach. We want to change millions of people's lives. And some people, like my wife, don't have a big mission, but want to serve the 25 closest people to her, the close friends and family. And she's the glue for our family, remembering everybody's birthdays and presents and anniversaries and all of, the, all of that stuff. She's- and we need people like that. We need people
0: of all different types of purposes, right?
1: Yeah, in either way, whether you're looking at myself or Nina, my wife, we both want to serve. We both want to feel like we matter and we mean something, and we're having an impact on somebody's life. Just for her, she sees it in our kind of nucleus family it doesn't have a giant purpose. Uh, and for me, I want to I want to change the world. But in either case, we're we're searching for that impact. And so, if you know your purpose leads you to be able to do that. So it starts with your who, which is your most important core value. Uh, Mine is, mine is believe hers is care. So that's the path. Like I will, I will find purpose, meaning happiness by helping others believe in themselves more. She will find it by helping people care. Like she's going to care about them. It's always something positive too, which is, which makes me really um, optimistic for the human race. You know, it's like, Every time I've done this with people, it's always been something positive. Nobody's who has ever come back as death or or killing or something like it's It's not, all how, we,
0: we're, it's not how we're wired right I
1: mean, well we want to be good it's like we sure. want we want to be good, so why is there so much negativity and and you know upset and, and poison and vitriol? why well, because people are hurt mm-hmm. you know and there's the expression that hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. and if you think about. Yourself or myself on 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 bad days, on stressful days, on pain filled days, anxiety filled days. Even though we have a positive message, have we always shown up as our best selves? Have we ever, you know, done something that we're not proud of? And looking back, did we ever treat somebody rudely? You know that that we wish we could take back. Why? Because we were stressed out and in pain, right? And so. People who are lashing out, I don't like the term haters, for example. I don't think they're actually, those are good people who want to serve and they, they can't find a way to do it. And they're in so much pain that they just lash out at somebody else. And so that's, that's what I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to heal the world. Like if everybody can figure this out, what you stand for and recognize that's the path you find in purpose and your passion, then it leads a much better life. For people, but also elevates all of humanity. Can your who
0: change over time?
1: I think so, so. Having done this exercise with so many people, that's one question I get asked. And the second is, wh- how old am I? I don't know what the age is. Like people have done this exercise in, uh, in you know, high schools and elementary schools teachers that bought the book and kind of given to their students. I don't know when, you know, is, is old enough. I don't have enough data on that, but having seen people go through the process, sometimes people get it wrong the first time because they're, they're stuck in a situation, you know, like you, you're stuck dealing with a bad boss. Or you're stuck in a divorce. or you're stuck dealing with just something that's overwhelming right now. You know, you, you you're you unhappy that your boss doesn't respect you. So respect is my who you know like that's my who and then once you get through that situation you realize oh like respect is important to me but it's not the the main thing and with greater perspective you can make a better decision but apart from that i haven't seen people then change like oh well now i'm now i'm somebody else right like if you had to pick your who what would it be i think I think impact. So, imagine Conrad now at 120 years old, he still cares about impact. And and if anything he cares about impact more. Mm-hmm. And just having that clarity allows you to go off and create more impact. Like I'll be 120 years old in in a, you know, senior citizen home or something still like trying to make content. <laughs> As long as my brain functions and I can speak, you know, I'll be in my wheelchair or whatever, still trying to help people believe more in themselves. I don't, I don't see that it's only gotten stronger with time for me and for the people that I've seen go through the process. And I think for people who have, you know, gone through it super quick, like with you, we say, no, like at 120 years old, you're still gonna care about impact, if anything, more so. And that gives you the rock to stand on for the rest of your life. Like, if you are not happy. Is because you feel like you're not having an impact somewhere right and that's exactly. great awareness like why am i not happy right now oh because i don't feel like i have any impact so you can go solve that problem go impact somebody's life whether it's the world again with something like this or one person that you help sure. you've, yeah. you've gone out and made that impact and you'll instantly feel better compared to where you were an hour right so final
0: question what's something practical that someone can do today to move them toward discovering their who or discovering their purpose.
1: So for the who, I usually go through five essential questions, but the one that usually has the biggest impact is who was your favorite teacher growing up and why? So if you think about the hundreds of teachers that you've had in your life, that you probably wouldn't even recognize most of them. If you walked down the street and they were right next to you, you wouldn't recognize their face. Like that's how little of an impact they had on you. But there's one or two that stand out. Say, like, oh yeah, that that person. For me, it was my grade. Uh, my, my grade 12 French teacher, Madame Farr. And your favorite teacher is not because they taught you French. It's because they, they made you a better human in some way. Madame Farr, yes, she taught me French. Great. I don't use French at all. <laughs> 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 oh, last time I had a conversation in French, like it's of zero practicality basically to my life right now. So why is she my favorite teacher of all time? Because she, she helped me believe more in myself. And so if you can think about your favorite teachers of all time Again, it's not the subject matter they taught you, but they made you a better human somehow. You felt better about yourself being around them. Write down what some of those things are, and that's getting more to the core uh, of who you are. And why that's important is because it, it creates a plan going forward. It's great. It doesn't help that, okay, I, I like Madame Far in the past, but knowing that I stand for belief allows me to attract more people around belief into my life right now. Um, and then quickly on the, on the uh, purpose exercise just figure out what your most painful moment of all time was as a human. When did you feel the lowest? When did you feel the most depressed or stressed out? When did you feel the most worthless as a human? Your purpose is to help other people who are like that. Your purpose is to help the people who currently are who you used to be. Because we will love doing acts of kindness and you'll love holding the door for somebody or letting them ahead of you in line or buying the coffee for the person behind you. Like we like these little acts of kind. That'll, that'll fire. But the, the most important part is if you see somebody who currently is who you used to be and they feel hopeless and in talking to you, you see their eyes light up and say, oh my gosh, I don't have to stay stuck. That's that's the greatest thing of all time. So your purpose is to help the people who currently are who you used to be. And you're not done growing and you're not done learning. You're still climbing your staircase of, of growth and success. And every time you take another step up, you can reach back and help somebody get where you're at as well awesome the book is
0: built to serve the expert is evan carmichael who is a superhero in the word believe evan thank you so much for being on the podcast today thank you for your words of wisdom thank you for what you're doing and the impact you're making
1: let's go thank you conrad
0: thanks evan for joining me again on the podcast i really appreciate your content that you produce every day and we will continue to watch and listen and be inspired by the conversations that you have with leading experts from around the world. So if you enjoyed today's podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. I love five-star ratings, and I'd love to hear what you thought about the show and how you are living out your purpose. And be sure to follow us on all the socials, check out the links in the show notes, and also be sure to join me this Thursday night, June 2nd at 7 p.m. on the Clubhouse app. There is a link below in the show notes. Click on that link and it'll take you to Clubhouse. And if you don't have it on your phone, you can download it. It's an easy download and you can join the conversation. Until next time, go out and make an impact by living life with purpose. Thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again next time on the Explore Purpose podcast.